used to be the hottest thing in college baseball. The Illini win it over Ohio State, 28 to 21, at the Horseshoe in Columbus. Darren for the tie. He got it. Oh, he got it. 80, 80. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Oski Talk. My name is Anthony Pasquale with Patrick Catazone, and it's Michigan Week. Yeah, this is the big week that uh, I feel like at the beginning of the year we talked about would be maybe a, a turning point for Illinois football. Still could be, but I think we have a less of a chance of winning it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that last game against Minnesota, the 40-17 to loss, definitely left a uh, pretty bad taste in my mouth. Uh, it's one of those where you don't really have much confidence in your team after losing a game like that. But all year long, I've been saying Illinois is going to win this game, so I can't uh, can't stray away from my opinion. Yeah, um, let's preview this game a little bit. Uh, we don't know who's going to be playing quarterback. Because For either team, say. pretty much. Yeah, I, you think it's going to be Shea Patterson. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. After the Iowa game, I felt like he did okay enough. Um, mm-hmm. That defense is something else. Yeah. I you know, mean, Lovey said on Monday, um, I... I pretty much dream for the days where our defense is talked about the way I'm talking about Michigan's. And I just think that's pretty cool. I agree. I, I mean, uh, I love he just, like, his defense is terrible. It is. It's, it's just not going to get Part better. of it's not his fault, but a big chunk of it is his fault. And, yeah. you know, as much as I want him to, to make this defense better, I just don't think he's the guy that's going to do it. His scheme is way too... He's too stubborn with his scheme that is so clearly not working or making any improvements over the past four years. I agree wholeheartedly. I um, Going back to, I mean, the defense is going to be good. Uh, we don't know who's going to be playing quarterback. I think Peters might end up playing quarterback. Just uh, based off the press conference, it seemed like... Yeah, but even Lovey, if... Even... Lovey, was hoping. I feel like whenever he's like really hoping, like then he, that's his signal that they'll play. Yeah, like Reggie in week three. Right. But I mean, it's it's still weird too because there there aren't many advantages you're gonna get when you're playing Michigan. But the line I have two. First of all, home field, and second of all, that really good defense doesn't know which quarterback to prepare for right. out of pretty much three options. You've got Brandon Peters, the former Wolverine, which is that great story in and of itself. Isaiah Williams, who might be coming back this week, the freshman who's supposedly going to redshirt but has a lot of upside and is a really fast quarterback. And then Matt Robinson, who's kind of, I guess, the the middle ground between the two of them that got some action last week. So Michigan's going to have their hands full in terms of watching film preparing for these teams. We'll see. I I mean, I would probably lean towards... Peters, and if not Peters, probably Robinson. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if, say, it's Robinson and Williams and they do, like, a Teddy Bridgewater, Taysom Hill thing. Like, yeah. any anything to get some sort of advantage against Michigan would be good. Yeah, I think Coran Taylor might be a good option, too, but I don't think they're going to go to him just to run the ball a lot more and, and just trying to run it down um, Michigan's throat. But um, I just feel like we have – we're in a similar situation, situation that the Bears have. We have great wide receivers. Offensive line's okay. Uh, but some of the you know quarterback and running back play just hasn't been as good as we expected, or well, at least running back for us has been good, but the quarterback yeah. and offensive line haven't been as good as we expected. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing, too. I looked at the, um, the Big Ten Network's uh, Twitter account comes out with like a, a preview of the matchup, and we're averaging like four or five points more per game than Michigan is. So 
obviously our offense, you can look at it this way. Good offense against a good defense when we have the ball. Bad offense against a bad defense when they have the ball. So it, it's like the strengths are working against each other and the weaknesses are working against each other. So it has all the makings to be a game that ends up close. Yeah, and and uh, I will say this, like – the the big thing that I hated about the press conference this week was here's here's the quote from Lovey Smith, we don't change. How does that? I, I hate that he said that. Like we don't change, and he was more or less talking about the defense, like not changing game like, from game. Yeah, like scheme, scheme wise, wise but, and, and like game plan wise. But you, you can't lose. You can't lose and say we don't change. Right. You just you can't, can't. You can't. You can't lose by what twenty three last week and say we're not changing a thing. You have to change. You're basically. That's what pissed me off. You're either admitting our team isn't good enough, and we're not going to change, and we're going to lose. Which he did earlier. Or, sure. I'm so stubborn in this game plan that so obviously doesn't work, I'm not going to change. And both of them are bad. You have to make adjustments. Adjustments is a synonym for change. You have to do that if you want to win games. And that quote doesn't make it seem like Lovey's trying too hard. No, it doesn't. He It just seems terrible. I, I can't believe you'd say that in a press conference. I can't believe it. I mean, early in the year he said the, um, you know, now I finally think we have a team that can cook compete like, yeah what is that even? what does that mean like and then, why can we commit uh compete earlier and then all year long all like preseason into the first few weeks he was like we want to be a balanced football team we want to pass and run the ball and then this week he totally flips the script and says we got to get better at running the ball we are a running team and it's like how do how do you i thought you just said we don't change where's this coming from yeah it's very just, hypocritical i just don't like it i've just hit the wall with lovey smith a little bit um should we get into game predictions? Yeah, let's do it. Why not? All right. Um, you want to go first? Yeah, I think, um, obviously, like I said, I think Illinois is going to win this game. It's been the one game that I've been You think picking. Illinois is going to win this it's, one? It's been the one game I've picked as my upset all year long, and like I've said it pretty much every episode we've had that I think they're going to be Michigan. So I guess regardless of who's under center, I'm going to take Illinois to win 23-20, and... I don't think it's going to be the prettiest game, but obviously I think Illinois is going to come on top. And if they get throttled, I probably won't pick Illinois again for the rest of the season. All right, here's my score prediction. 40 to, uh, I don't want to go 20, 17. 40 to 17. Same score as same last score week. Same score as last week. Michigan gets, or Michigan rails the Illini and Lovie Smith walks off the field and gets fired at the end really all of no, that this no, week no. <laughs> no that won't happen i think if week. they get you can't fire lobby smith before the wisconsin game i was gonna say i think if they get railed by both michigan and wisconsin that's a perfect time to fire him because then you bring in this new coach probably just rod smith, smith getting a promotion but it's for the three winnable games on your schedule so it's like oh he's so much better than lovey even if he's right. not but you're playing lesser teams here's the biggest problem with firing lovey smith is he's the defensive coordinator so nobody's heading up the defense at that yeah, point and his son's the linebacker coach, coach and he'll probably leave too, too so right. we're gonna have like two defensive coaches so you can't even it's like you can't even fire him this year no, until you, the end but is there any way you could be like all right you're now the defensive coordinator rod smith the offensive coordinator and head coach like can you just do that flop I don't know. That'd if you make can. the most sense, but I don't think you can do it. Yeah. Well, up next, we got an interview with Jake Hansen. He's going to talk a little bit about uh, Dick Buckus and, and what he, is, he, as a former linebacker for the Illini, has, has meant to him.
So growing up and coming to Illinois, were you inspired by Dick Butkus at all? Um, I, honestly, I um, I didn't know a ton about Illinois coming to uh, come before I was coming here. I didn't follow him too much at all, really, because I was grew up in Florida. So, but I will say that once I got here, I did pay a lot more attention to Dick Buckus, and I think he has definitely been an inspiration for my, uh, my playing here and motivating me as well. Is there like a type of style of play that you see when you watch him and, and you try to emulate, or no? I mean, just aggressive at all times. He's ne- he was never turning down any hits. He was always around the ball and I think you can implement that in any anyone's game are you excited to talk to him this week of course yeah he's um one of the Illini greats anytime you can get an Illini great in here it's uh it's definitely motivating and obviously because of him Illinois has this pedigree of kind of producing great linebackers is that one of the reasons you decided to come here is that more of something you learned once you got here uh it was more of something I learned when I got here uh for me it was more to just play at the uh this was my opportunity to play at the highest level I could and I took it so and so now you can say you play linebacker at the same place that Dick Butkus played linebacker what does that mean to you um it means that uh (laughs) I mean it's obviously super important and I think that having that legacy and obviously like you said there's a bunch of great linebackers as well so it it means a lot and uh like I, it's just a bit great legacy to go after. And you mentioned as a captain, is is there any type of extra pressure added to you to carry on that legacy of linebackers here? Of course. Um, Any time that we have like like greats or Illini um, legacy guys that have done it at the highest level, I think it's motivating to make you want to do it, be as good as them or to accomplish some of the same things they did. And how deserving is he of the statue? <laughs> I think he's very deserving. I mean, he's, one of the, he's arguably the greatest linebacker of all time. So, Thanks again to Jake Hansen for that interview. He's, I mean, he's everything in a line I should be. Yeah. He, he meets the media always, gives respectful, thoughtful answers. And like he said, he takes a lot of pride in, in trying to keep up the legacies that former Illini greats have put in place. And when you talk about legacy in Illini, you obviously think Red Grange, but I think right after that, you have Buckus. to think Dick Buckus. And it's yeah. it's really good that there's finally going to be another Illini who gets a statue. It'll be this Friday. Um, so for you, when you're listening, it'll be tomorrow. I think it's at 11 that they're going to do the, um, in like the, I guess, ceremony to mm-hmm. dedicate the statue to Dick Buckus. They're finally dedicating the building the the Smith Center. It'll be a really great weekend, and hopefully, you know, Dick Butkus can spark some fire into this team. They play a good defensive week, and we end up with a uh, a win for the ages with Dick Butkus in town. Yeah, that would be Perfect that'd be world. really something. But you got to think too, like Josh Whitman. Like this is something that should have been done a while ago. I also think so too. I I mean, I asked Hanson in that interview, and he said it's he pretty much said it's long overdue. I mean, this guy's revered as arguably the best linebacker of all time. Mm -hmm. Definitely the best defensive player that we've ever had. And arguably the best defensive player the Chicago Bears have ever had. And they're this this defensive-minded team that's always revered for having the best defense of all time. And it's 
it, like you said, it's way long overdue. I mean, they give an award to the best linebacker every year called the Dick, Dick Buckus, Buckus Award. award. So I know. About time. Um, I just hope it looks it looks good. You I know? think it will. I do too. I hope so. I you can't really screw up a statue that badly. I feel like we got some solid statues on campus. Oh yeah, Alma. Alma solid. Red, Red Range is solid. Lincoln's not too bad yeah. either. Um, on that note, let's talk real quick. Wrapping up this episode, coaches. Uh, a lot of names being thrown around. Um, we did a couple polls on who we thought uh, what the AAC head coach that you would like the most. I'm going to pull up those polls really quick. And the winner for both of them was Luke Fickle. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of people des- seem to like Luke Fickle. He he deserves it. I just don't know if we'll get him. Uh, if Even if we fire Lovey this year, which is a huge if, um... I would love Luke Fickle. I actually think he'd be a huge improvement on our defense. Did Sonny Dykes win the second Sonny one? Sonny Dykes won the second oh, one. Oh, but Luke, Luke Fickle, Fickle wasn't in it. Um, so in terms of percentage, I'll rank them all. It's Luke Fickle, Sonny Dykes, Willie Fritz, Ken Niamatalolo. Is that how you pronounce that? I'm not positive. Then uh, Mike Houston, Josh Hupel, Mike Norville, and Rod Carey. Yeah. I think I would want to go with. I mean, Luke Fickle's the best, easily the best guy on that list. He's, I think so too. He, you know, long time career as the Ohio State defensive coordinator. He knows how to stop the spread offense, which, which is, is one crucial. thing we don't know how to right. do. <laughs> right. Um, like his three three five, like hybrid off or hybrid defense is really interesting. Like I, that's the guy I'd want. And but, he's he's pretty young too. Yeah, I like young minds in college football. Yeah, he's forty six. He was defensive coordinator when we beat them. Yeah, in two thousand seven. Isn't that crazy yeah. at Ohio wow. State? So he was. He's been coaching for like since he was like twenty seven, twenty eight. Isn't that that's amazing? Wild. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, he ends up in uh, orange and blue before you know it. Yeah, I. You can only hope. Um, my guy, I'm still sticking with my guy Jeff Munkin. Um, I think it'd be interesting to run the triple option at U of I. Like it's just something different. I mean, never with seen. Isaiah too, like that 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 would probably work decent. You know, you got. Um, I I've been playing Madden a lot with Lamar Jackson, and the Ravens have that play in their playbook the, the read option. Then if the quarterback keeps it, he has somebody there to to flip it to. I like that. I think it, and then, air it out long every once in a while. That could be. I mean, it's a change of pace in the offense, which is something that I think could be. Uh, Nice to see. I agree. Sonny Dykes is an interesting guy to, you know, put in there just because he wasn't successful at California, really, but he knows the spread offense pretty well. And SMU, I don't know if you know the history of Southern uh, uh, Methodist University, but um, the fact that they're 6-0 and so far this year is honestly amazing. So um, those are the three guys, maybe. We'll see. I don't know. Um there was another guy, Gus Malzahn, was was in the uh, being considered because he might get fired from Auburn this year. So I kind of hope Auburn tanks a couple games and then we get. Yeah, right. I was going to say, how, how how much would you like it if Minnesota tanks the rest of the year? They fired PJ Fleck. Oh, uh, I think we would get him. And uh, maybe not, because he can't go from Big Ten to Big Ten. But if I hope goes, I hope we like kind of tank. I'm kind of hoping we lose out the rest of the season. I'm not gonna lie. So they have to fire. So Lovie. we have to fire Lovey, and then we can get a new coach and we can start the whole thing over again. Maybe win, like, one more game, just to know what it feels like. <laughs> I want to interview another coach. I'm sick of interviewing Lovey. Yeah. Uh, 
I hope they're not injured. I, I'm sick of that. Uh, anyways, that'll do it for Oski Talk. Thanks for listening. Make sure you stu- tune in every Mondays and Thursdays um, for Anthony Pasquale on Patrick Catazone. Thanks for listening.